Sarah, you know what? What? Ellen DeGeneres is a monster. I saw that. <laughs> I remember reading Womenology podcast. I do that all the time. Hi, kids. Womenology podcast. I'm Kristen. This is Sarah. Now we're talking about Ellen DeGeneres. So mm-hmm. I remember the thread that I saw on Twitter. Me too. And, you know, that's one of those things that I'm sure when the person tweeted it, had no idea, like kind of like, what is it, um, <laughs> Hannibal Burris? Yeah. When he talked about Bill Cosby. Is he the one that broke that? Yes, because he's the one that broke. I feel like he, yeah, he had that bit. And then also Tina Fey mentioned it when she was hosting some award show one time. It was like. I want. It seemed like it was simultaneous moments in time. Yeah. So it, this this Ellen Twitter thread kicked off this investigation, and it was a Twitter thread about anyone who has a, a story about an awful story about Ellen DeGeneres. If you reply um, for every story, I'll make a donation to some cause. Yes, and the and people answered. They sure did. Boy, oh boy, it was. Oh, you can't look at her and. Uh, she would go into just she's horribly nasty. I remember a couple of specific examples. <laughs> I, I just remember something about a Snickers bar. What was that one? That one I don't remember. But the most egregious one that I recall is she she was firing people during the writer's strike oh, for not yeah. crossing not crossing the picket line. Yeah, yeah. And now she's not furloughing people. Is that the case? I don't know what she's doing now. Uh, I do nothing because I have a feeling she's, I have a feeling, well, I think she's done. First of all, uh, second of all, did you, uh, I think she's going, I think she's going to pull the plug on her show. Well, she has enough money. Well, she has enough money. And I think we're just getting to the tip of the iceberg of what's going on there. Mm. Uh, especially because, uh, other actors are coming out and replying. And I kind of don't like when people join in pylons, I'm not crazy about it. You know, Brad Garrett, who's a good old Luca, Brad Garrett, who used to be on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond and is on a new show about single parents. And I think it's called Single Parents, where he's a single parent. And (laughs) I kind of started to like him there. I'm I'm maybe warming up to him, but I don't like when people join in on pylons, like when it's low hanging fruit like that. Not crazy about it. Yeah, there have been a couple. Uh, former guests on her show that have said that she was pretty disrespectful and pushy during the interviews. Well, this really started to pick up steam before the Twitter thread when she had Dakota Johnson on. Okay. And I don't know. She she was asking Dakota Johnson about a party that Dakota had. Mm -hmm. And like, why didn't you invite me? Oh yeah. And she did invite her. Did she invite her? Yeah, I think she invited her and she didn't come. <laughs> Ellen didn't come. I don't know what the story was. All I know is that everybody was talking about how Dakota Johnson really kind of stood her ground mm-hmm. and pushed back, like wasn't going to let Ellen do what she does to these guests, which is this really toxic and passive aggressive, um, you, you're a lie, we're on camera, you kind of have to answer me. Yeah or else you're going to look, look stupid. And then she, you know, pulls those stupid pranks where people jump out of the box. Like she knows yeah. that people are terrified. <laughs> yeah. She like, does, just... yeah. She'll like force her staff uh, who are afraid to go through haunted houses and film them. Yeah. 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 You remember how we were just talking about Lena Dunham and how you don't think she's malevolent? Yes. 
Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres is malevolent. She really is. And it, she really is. It's disappointing to me because it raises a number of questions in my mind about Portia de Rossi, whom I really wanted to like. Right. Yep. I, I have that feeling now about an actress that I, I kind of want to like, but she's married to somebody that I'm like, God, he's such a douche. You mm-hmm. have to be a douchebag too. And, yeah. you know, when those curtains start, when the curtain starts to get pulled back and you realize that these actors that you liked or whatever, you know, the, the little stories come out. Yeah. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, please stay sparkly and wonderful. And <laughs> please, 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 please. We need you right can't now. Can't afford to lose you, Lin. <laughs> we can't afford to lose you, Lin-Manuel. So yeah, Ellen DeGeneres, I think she's done the stories about there's sexual misconduct stories uh, on behalf of her, the executive producers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And like inappropriate touching on the, like the body, like the, the small of their backs and just inappropriate comments. And it was Brad Garrett replies to the tweet that people sent out. And Brad Garrett said, I know more than one person who has had an awful experience with her common knowledge. And then Leah Thompson from back to the future she jumps in she's like the truth you know she's replying to the 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 tweet yep the truth and so we're starting to see like once it's like once people start to lose favor that's when they're that's like they're ripe for the picking and people are just waiting for this to happen and yeah it's like this this it sounds like it's well deserved I think well. I, I think in most cases it's well deserved when it's a yeah. when it's a takedown. I mean, Ellen in particular has enjoyed several years of being widely beloved mm-hmm. in a in a way that almost no one else has enjoyed. You know, like she's she's got the suburban housewife's vote. She's got <laughs> she's she's just much beloved. I feel yeah. like the start of her fall. Uh, really was the was the George Bush thing when she said that that's, they were friends. <laughs> yep, that's that's what other uh, that's what news outlets are, are saying yeah. and other articles are saying. Uh, the whole thing with the dogs too. Didn't she rehomed a dog or like little oh, stories? Yeah, like these little stories come out and you realize like oh no. And when she did, when she ever jumped in to defend Bush, I was like oh girl, oh oh, not the time. Yeah. No, that was a bad book. Read the room. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, example really just goes to show, like, how much money she has. Yep. <laughs> like, she's so insulated at this point from the the people that made her famous and elevated mm-hmm. her to this status. Like, she's so mm-hmm. out of touch with them. Right. That she yeah. thought that it would be okay <laughs> to yeah, offer um, up a defense of a war criminal. Yeah. Uh and speaking of elevated and out of touch, can we talk at Lena Dunham for a sure. second? She's got so, COVID. No, she, well, she, I believe she's self-diagnosed. If I'm reading the article from Vulture, we'll post it in the notes. Okay. Uh, I believe she's self-diagnosed. Uh, she doesn't really say how she, you know, she talks about how she, you know, suddenly my body simply revolted. She wrote, the nerves in my feet burned and muscles wouldn't seem to do their job. My hands were numb. I couldn't tolerate loud noises. I couldn't sleep, but I couldn't wake up. I lost my sense of taste and smell. A hacking cough, like da 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 da. But she doesn't say she went to the doctors. Um, Dunham was never hospitalized. Later on, that she has regular doctor contact. I don't know if it's all telemedicine or whatever, but she does. She does mention later on that she's in regular contact with a doctor. 
Well, this article also says she tested negative for the virus after a month of symptoms. Okay. Although she's still experiencing health issues right. that have yet to subside. Uh, okay. Lena Dunham, right? Mm-hmm. An article came out, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter last month, that all Lena Dunham had to do to get girls was submit a one sheet, like a pitch, yeah. half a pe- like half a page of paper, and that was it. Right. Like a draft. Like a draft. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Yeah. You know, and of course she comes out and, you know, sort of begrudgingly acknowledges her privilege. Yes. Because, you know, Issa Rae, let's, I'm like, how long did it take Issa Rae to get her HBO show? I don't know. Do you know? I, I don't know. I know that, I know it wasn't a, a, a half a page draft. Right. I know that. Um, what is that show now on HBO? Um, uh, I Will Destroy You. I May, it destroy, may destroy You. you. Yeah. I May yeah. Destroy You. That, that's like they're saying the show of the summer. That's that's my what yeah. I'm going to be watching over uh, Labor Day weekend when I binge a bunch of stuff. But, you know, Lena Dunham, I've never seen an episode of Girls. Sorry, not sorry. I don't really? feel bad. I've never, never. Did you watch it? I've, I've watched all of it, yeah. Yeah, we're doing a little entertainment. <laughs> I used to I used to like religiously watch entertainment shows and now they're all they're all zooming. I was like, God, you people are boring. Yeah. You know what also boring? The late night shows. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I never knew how unfunny Stephen Colbert Stephen Colbert was. Really? Like, it's cringy uncomfortable to watch him. <laughs> However, hmm. the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, so great. And the Emmy nominations came out this week, and this is an this year, 34% of the nominees were people of color, which is unprecedented. Yeah. There's that word again. Uh, and Trevor Noah was nominated, and I am convinced his show's going to win this year, and he's going to win as well. I think that's As, as he should. Uh, so, yeah. Lena yeah, Dunham, do you like that? I Go haven't ahead. been watching Stephen Colbert. John Oliver is still funny, though, even though he's alone. I've never movie. seen John Oliver. Oh. You don't remember him from The Daily Show either? From when Jon Stewart was hosting? No. I remember him, but I can't remember the last time I saw a clip of him. Okay. All right. I, I find... Yeah. A, I find Okay, then. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, I've never liked. No. Seth Meyers. Nah. I just don't like Seth Meyers either. I don't think he's interesting. Um, no. <laughs> I just There's a don't. real lack of charisma. There's a real lack of charisma there. And he, there's just most of these late night hosts. I, I'm not interested in Kimmel, Fallon, Myers. Mm. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm going to make a prediction that Kimmel's going to be the next one taken down. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Kimmel either. I have to say, but in any case, so the entertainment uh, portion of this show, any final thoughts, Lena Dunham, privileged idiot. Well, home to dog. COVID. I don't like her. That sucks. Well, um, no. She claims she has COVID. She doesn't know if she has COVID. Um, okay. I don't know. I I guess I I think I read some secondhand account of this. Mm-hmm. And it it definitely said she's regularly in contact with the doctor. Um, but I didn't I didn't read the first hand. Was it an okay. interview she did for Vulture? No. No, it was just a, a recap of an Instagram post that she wrote. I don't 
don't follow her very closely, but I know that over the past couple of years, um, she's been talking a lot about having some some kind of chronic illness. I don't know. What I believe she has fibromyalgia. Okay. Um, so that's kind of become her like whole internet personality at this point. It seems uh, to be most of what she talks about. Chronic Ill- chronic illness. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't know. This is on brand, I guess. It stays on, yeah, it's on <laughs> I brand. I don't think it's, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm kind of neutral toward her. I'm not glad that she is suffering or anything. Yeah, I, I, like it's you said, I don't think she's, I don't think she's malevolent. I just think she's very insulated and privileged and she, you know, she, she got lucky and I don't know that she's particularly talented. I think she just had really rich parents, influential parents. Yeah. Well, she did. Um, she did. But so did everyone else on the show. Yeah, and that's the whole, true. The whole cast has family. The whole cast. David Mammoth's daughter, Brian yeah. Williams' daughter. Who was the other one's daughter? Um, what's her name? I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. But the blonde one. <laughs> yeah, the blonde one. Yeah. Okay. Sarah. Yeah. Sent me. You sent me a story. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. And, and I knew it was going to be a doozy when I saw the, like, we have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I love everything about this, is what the email said. <laughs> Sorry, take it away. So this is a story that um, <laughs> a friend of mine <laughs> sent me. It's from the New York Post. So take from that what you will. Um, <laughs> the headline is, man who lost penis to blood infection has mm. new one built on his arm. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because it's such a sad situation but <clears throat> well there's a couple times in here I, I think it's appropriate to laugh Okay. the first one is the photo where uh, his his sleeve is rolled up and they've blurred out the penis <laughs> the on weenie mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a British man uh, who got a blood infection and the first time that I laughed is when he tells us that he didn't go to the doctor until his penis turned black and fell off. <laughs> oh no. So <laughs> it's gonna be one of those, I can feel it. So that was the first time I laughed at him. He says, When uh-huh. I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down it was gone and I was going to lose it. And then he says he was completely gutted when his penis, quote, just dropped off onto the floor. <laughs> but his testicles remained intact. So he's got that going. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he goes to the hospital, finally, after his penis falls off. Please explain to me why in a country that has the NHS, men still aren't going to the doctor until their penises fall off. Well, why Can does anybody know? Why does any? Okay, I, I, here's a question. This is going to be a womp womp. But my mother had a tumor the size of a of a grapefruit in her breast. Mm-hmm. Refused to go to the doctor. Why does anybody not go to the doctor? Because they know they're going to hear bad news and yeah. they can't deal with it. Well, sorry to I bring mean, it down, but... <laughs> Yeah, when your penis falls off, there's the bad news. So there it is on the floor. You already know the prognosis. Right. Right. 
So then, so for two, so he goes to the hospital and he says, the best that they could do for me at the hospital was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. Which also made like me Like a laugh. little piggy in a blanket. Right. Um, so then for two years, he becomes a recluse and starts drinking heavily. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> sure. Um, <laughs> he goes to a doctor known as the penis master <laughs> who is professor <laughs> professor david ralph uh-huh. and uh two first names yeah and the penis master creates a bionic penis for him um we can rebuild him right it's a it's a skin graft right so it's right it's on his arm which we already knew because it's in the headline. So I'm not sure why they chose the arm, but I'm not a penis doctor. So I'm going to just trust the process. Um, so, the process. so he's got a new penis growing out of his arm. Uh, and it, that, he says, gives him a glimmer of hope that he could go back to being a normal bloke. Yeah. Um, and I just, what I love about this story is this guy is so fixated on like penis equals normal man (laughs) right but you can understand why that is right well sure but he says in this article that uh he already had children so he like he you know he wasn't mourning the loss of his penis for that reason so okay but i don't know this guy is just i'm like it's terrible that his penis fell off onto the floor or whatever but like (laughs) He's so fixated on on the penis, and it just shows a real lack of creativity on his part. My favorite part of that article is where he says he, you know, like any other guy, he can't stop playing with his, like he can't stop touching his willy. Right. And I said which to is you, on his arm. yeah, which is on his arm, Sarah. Exactly how many times yeah. have you have you been sitting around mm-hmm. and just been like flicking your your labia around? And saying, just playing with your vagina. Well, How, like, like like any normal woman, I just can't stop touching it. <laughs> right? Like, the, that really says something about how men are raised to put so much. Like, they're so fast. They're fascinated by their own penises. Clearly. Right? And in this case, um, <laughs> they didn't even model it after the original. He asked. He asked for and received two extra inches of course he did it's a custom penis yeah good for him good for him is (laughs) let me stop you right there can he wear short sleeves without being on the sex offender registry i i doubt it i'm sure that uh, i'm sure you can't do that you can't walk around with a dick on your well (laughs) it's like dick in a box well you can't walk around you can't yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree just because these photos are blurred. Yeah, and it's it's still four years later, and, you know, it's just... How about the part where it said, due to a series of missed appointments? Yes! He hasn't been yes! able to get no, his, no, his no. penis reattached. Yeah. Like, so what? he wouldn't go to the doctor in the first place, and now he won't go to the doctor to get his penis removed from his arm. And I'm pretty sure he had a GoFundMe uh, for his bionic penis. Mm. Of course. Just explain to me how men get away with these stupid GoFundMe bullshit things. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. 
So he had the money, apparently, although I guarantee you he pissed it away. Well, this says that insurance covered it because it was also going to help him urinate normally. Oh, thank God. I'm so glad that they found a workaround for him. Right. So he didn't, I don't know whether he had a GoFundMe, but insurance did cover uh, the arm penis. Yeah. So the arm penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so he's good... missed a bunch of appointments and now we're in a pandemic and he's, he's still walking around with this dick on his arm. <laughs> Uh, and he says, it feels like I'm cursed sometimes. <laughs> which. Yeah, the whole pandemic. It's about you and your penis. Which I, I get. But, you know, you did miss those appointments. You did miss those appointments, <laughs> you irresponsible douchebag. <sighs> he also okay. says when he goes to the pub, people people make jokes, which. You have a dick on your arm. Of course they make jokes. Arm, right. <laughs> Well, he's understanding of that, right? He says, oh, he's good for him. He's so easygoing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, you know, hey, when it, when your dick falls off, I think you, pr- you probably, you kind of shrug a lot of things off after that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 Ugh, okay. So Poor. I just loved that story. I love It was a great story. This tale of a man who refused to go to the doctor is now he lost his penis growing a dick out of his arm and still refuses to go to the doctor <laughs> he learned nothing you lose he learned good nothing. day sir mm-hmm. oh my god all right final thoughts check out this article the photos are worth it those <laughs> are worth it i'll link it in the show notes <sighs> okay Whew. okay i have to I need a moment to get centered we have a, a a a question that was submitted to uh, ask prudence from slate yeah and it's uh it's a nice little segue to the to the next to our final section but uh, sarah you want to read uh, you want to read the letter i will read the letter <clears throat> i warned my husband before we got together we're already off to a good start aren't we yep i warned my husband before we got together years ago that I wasn't comfortable with any partner of mine having a friend whom he had slept with. Mm-hmm. He said, okay. <laughs> well, we tried having an open relationship. He decided to sleep with his best friend, whom he told me he had previously had a thing for. It's all been called off because I wasn't comfortable with any of it. He was okay with that, but now he won't quit talking to her, despite me telling him that I'm uncomfortable with their friendship. And that we had this conversation before we got together. He's cut their friendship back some, but I'm still not comfortable with it. I'm deeply hurt and he just brushes it off and makes me feel like my feelings on it are unimportant. And he said that if he has to choose, he's going to choose her. We have had some problems recently, mainly pertaining to all of this. What should I do? Divorce him. I think it's the fucking writing. Writing is on the wall here. Am I just overreacting? Or here we go again to feel hurt and upset by this like here we go again with women asking is, is it okay if i do this is it okay if i feel this way do you think men ever go jeez i don't know should i be feeling like this no no we question every single time we have a negative emotion oh i shouldn't say that oh you shouldn't be like that oh you know what like fuck it your your husband and can we please, for the love of fucking God, 
can we please get clear about what open relationships really are 90% of the time? What are they? They are excuses for one party to cheat and sleep with other people. Yeah. That yeah. seems to fit the bill here. Pretty there much. a lot to unpack here. <laughs> it seems like before they were even married, this other woman was an issue. Absolutely. And yep. they got married anyway. Yep. Right. And then mm -hmm. after a couple of years of being married, they decide to have an open relationship. They. Right. Yeah. Um, he... It, the wording of this is so interesting. He decided to sleep with his best friend, which to me implies that it's, again, not that open. It sounds like mm -hmm. he decided without telling her until afterward. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, my understanding of the open relationship, if you're going to try to do it at all healthily, is like you give each other veto power, you know? Right, right. You have like boundaries where no sure. exes... Not in the house, right. not in our bed. Right. Yeah. But he decided to sleep with his best friend. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he hadn't been doing that before. Well, and he, already, and he says that he, he has a thing for her. So oh then God. the wife insists that we call off the open relationship. Okay. He's okay <laughs> with that. He's okay you know with why? not sleeping with his friend anymore, right? But okay. he's not okay with not being friends with her anymore. Allegedly. And he's saying that if he has to choose between the two of them, he would choose his friend. Okay. That's Let's, the beginning and end of the question, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's it. But let's also be, be clear. Um, he's not going to stop sleeping with her. No, it doesn't seem like it. No. And the that's why he's more upset with the boundary or the demand that he no longer be friends with her because he needs and he needs to be able to say hey i'm hanging out with Susie tonight yeah so that i can go bang her he's just not going to tell you the rest of that sentence right like he's clearly yeah. always been had a thing for this woman uh he's also like like so many men wants to have his cake and eat it too right and this woman he just found a woman who Oh, girl, come on. Yeah. Your husband's not that into you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, it, it, he's, I don't know why they, they got married. I'm very confused about that at all. I mean, there might I, be more to that. I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just, the open relationship concept, it's so stop it stop stop because 90% of the time it's just because it's just done to save a marriage or save a relationship yeah and I don't want to hear I don't want to read another essay where no I love it because it allows me to take lovers oh how often do you do that oh never but I could if I wanted to oh okay yeah I think it's it's one thing if it works for everybody right mm -hmm. but if it works for one person and the other is me merely tolerating it Mm -hmm. because it allows them to preserve the relationship that's not really yeah. the same thing yeah like what are you actually holding on to what are you, what are you trying to save when somebody here <laughs> what are you trying to here. save right yeah. when when someone tells you to your face i will choose this person that is not my wife over you right what more do you need right well also an answer to the question so right it is <laughs> 
also you're allowed to get angry. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to be angry. It doesn't like why, you know why I love the song, uh, you ought to know by Alanis Morissette. You know why I love that song? Why do you love that song? Because it is pure unadulterated rage unapologetic and what I love is that it kind of starts off with I want you to know I'm so happy for you Mm -hmm. and I wish nothing but the best of you (laughs) but if I may (laughs) (laughs) I hope you fall off a fucking cliff hit every rock on the way down break your neck I hope everything the very worst for you it's that penis falls off onto the floor (laughs) right it's it's that (laughs) it's because there's that that front that facade of no 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 you totally shit all over me but i have to take the high road because i can't get angry because then i'm crazy if i get angry and that's what that song represents it's the you know it's that the duality of you know when you're in that stage after a breakup like you treated me so horribly you totally dicked me over you totally led me on and now you're off with somebody else and you're happy and I feel like it's wrong for me to feel angry. Like I'm not supposed to feel angry. Like bitterness is bad or jealousy is bad. No, you know what? It's human. Get yeah, fucking there's angry. There's definitely this notion that like, oh, if you really cared for them, you would be happy for them, right? But, right. But I think that's only true <laughs> if everyone is above board with it. Right. You know, like right. It, it implies that all of the actors in this scenario are acting in good faith. Right. It's not the case here. It's not the case here. So dump him. There's my answer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's an easy one. Yeah. But also be mad about it. I mean. uh, Get. It's okay to get angry. Yeah. It's like it really. It sounds like the marriage itself is kind of a sham. Yes. It sounds like. Yes. This is another case of a woman who just wanted to get married. I think. Yeah. You know. Being alone. Being single. So much better than being a douchebag like that. Let's, let's be real. Okay. Final thoughts? Dump them. Dump them. Next. Awesome. Moving on. Uh, my, now, my medium story of the week, huh? it's, a, it's, a, it's a trilogy, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> it's another yeah. trilogy. Yeah. I'm going to summarize it. I'm not going to read it because I think people really hate that and it takes too much time. Okay. So the general premise of, those, of these three essays is why – why do people, so many people have a hard time with men and women, with the concept of men and women being friends? Why do people question my relationship, my relationships with, my platonic relationships with men? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and why do people care so much about women's relationships with men versus women women's relationships with women okay so i'm going to read a couple of quotes now the author contends that she has she talks about these relationships that she has one is with an older man he's 71 she's 44 Mm -hmm. and this guy has expressed like clear interest in her and she knows he's attracted to her Uh, She doesn't feel the same way and everyone's always trying to get her and him together and asking about, well, why aren't you dating? Why aren't you dating? She gets oh so upset about it because something about people suggesting she date this man offends her. And I can kind of see where she's coming from. 
you know, it's kind of like when, when people try to set you up with somebody and that's somebody that you're like, I would never date this person. What, what, right. what are you, what are you trying to say? So she's assuming, and I think rightly that people are sort of pushing her towards this guy to that get definitely to... happening. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's definitely happening. Yeah. They're, they're pushing her towards this guy probably because they know he likes her, but also probably because here's the next part of the story. So she, talks about how she has this platonic relationship with a guy named Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter's married. Great. And she says, you know, I have feelings for him that go beyond friendship. And I'm pretty sure he feels the same way about me. But I know nothing would ever happen. And it's totally platonic. Um, that's l- not let platonic. Me, <laughs> that's not platonic. Not what that word First means. of all. And so throughout... These three, she writes multiple essays about this concept. Mm-hmm. And in each story, there's another new guy that's unavailable that she builds these friend, this friendship with or this connection with. And she's convinced he's attracted to her too. Mm-hmm. In every situation, in every situation, he's either married or he's dating one of her friends, whatever. Yeah. Well, this is the same author that was like, you guys, please stop sending me letters about how I'm a sex goddess. It's that, yep. it's that lady, right? Yeah, it's that lady. It's that lady. Now, we've talked about can men and women be friends, mm-hmm. okay? And that's not really the issue here. Like, she doesn't – first of all, again, this woman's com- completely lacks self-awareness. If she can say with a straight face and, – and here's the thing. I, full disclosure, I've been in this situation. And this is why I can kind of see this from a different perspective. Because I did the same thing. My friend was married. We'd been friends for 25 years. We were friends long before he met his wife. There was always this thing between us. You know, he kind of, he admitted it. And then we stopped being friends. Okay. And I used to contend all the time. Like, no, 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 no. Nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's ever going to happen. And I'm pretty sure even you in the comments were like, um, girl, <laughs> Like, hello, <laughs> nothing about this is appropriate. You know it, you know, like, like, I, I don't know if I was in love with him. I was, but I was definitely dependent on him. And it was a very codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of that surrogate boyfriend, that surrogate relationship that yeah. I think is what's going on with this woman, because she writes fairly often about b- being single. And at one point she sort of she sort of expresses or explodes uh, about um you know why people keep keep pushing these this 70 whatever year old man on her right and she says that you know what like are you have you have you all just given up on me have you all just given up that i am never going to be able to find somebody is that what you're saying like is that why you're you're pushing me towards this person is that you think i I don't have a chance, like I'm not, my chances are over. And you know, you kind of want to go, I, I think that's you thinking that. <laughs> yeah. As I well mean, that's as- definitely why she's resisting it. it. I mean, beyond just like not, it sounds like not being attracted to them. Right. 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 But I, th- it, it- but I think that people are, are pushing it on her mostly because it's a, it's a way of testing the waters that would be safe for her. Right. Like she could she could get into this relationship for practice 
mm-hmm. knowing that this man cares more about it than she does. That's not fair to do to him. It's not. <laughs> but it's that's not. why her friends are pushing her toward this. Right. And like the situation with Peter, the married friend, she's justifying this relationship. You know, she's talking about, she says, Frank is 71, single, and I think it would be accurate to say that he has an attraction to me. She thinks every guy's attracted to her. She does, yes. And she says, so a few months ago, I told him I was blogging about sex, and just as I suspected, he would ask if he could read my work. I told him I would send him the Tamer articles and said... Don't look at my profile page and try not to read the skanky ones, okay? I mean. Well, they're all on the internet. Right, right. Like, she knows what she's doing. I mean, do we think he hasn't already read all the articles? Well, he may not have known what she did. Like, maybe she writes under a different name. So even if he Googled her, he couldn't find them. Who knows? Okay. But when she tells a guy, I, I write about sex, Again, I'm going to say, done it, and we do it to seem provocative. And we right. do it because we think it's going to earn us points. Sure. And we like the reaction. So she's actively... I'm just a cool girl. I'm just a cool girl. <laughs> she's actively encouraging this guy to be attracted to her, especially if she's like, hey, read my pieces, but definitely don't read all the really super hot, sexy ones I talk when I talk about masturbating and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he reads it, and he says exactly what every guy used to say to me. <laughs> I Oh, you have some great insights in there. And, you know, you I've, you talk about things that I never really thought about it that way. Would you mind if I showed some friends? And so, of course, you know this guy's, like, he wants to keep reading because now he's curious, like, if she's written about him. Right. Right? Because that's, that's the next step. In my mid-twenties, when I lived in Santa Fe, I developed a deep, intense friendship with Landon, who happened to be my best friend Shauna's boyfriend. I was strongly attracted to Landon. He was extremely handsome, creative, a good boyfriend, and he had the biggest heart of almost anyone I knew. In high school, I still found myself in deeply intense friendships with male, but there was something that felt almost risky about them. I'm also fairly certain Landon was attracted to me too, although we never spoke of it. Like, this chick believes every guy is attracted to her. That and, seems to be the pattern so far. <laughs> right. And like you just hit on the 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 the, the word here. The, it, it's a pattern. Yeah. Now, why is it a pattern is the question. And if you suggest, as I did, because <laughs> you know I did, <laughs> if you dare suggest that this, that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance going on here, she will get offended. Well, you don't get to say that to me because you're not a, you know, you don't, you know, I said, I don't need a psych degree to be able to identify cognitive dissonance. Well, actually you do need a psych degree. I don't though, because it's not a personality disorder. Well, like, also, I mean, you write on the internet, so right. I say whatever and, I want to you. Right. You cognitive it dissonance. <laughs> it's, it's pretty clean cut. Cognitive dissonance. You're saying one thing and doing another. Mm-hmm. Like your, your thoughts and your actions are not aligned. That's cognitive dissonance. And the, so there's two issues here. One, the whole being friends with a guy who's unavailable at like, let's go back to the other story. I've told you before, uh, not having it because I've been that opposite sex friend, not having it. And, and if you, uh, hang out with 
somebody like a female friend, it's, it really, a lot of it comes down to the scope of the friendship. Like if you're hanging out and, you know, having intimate conversations and you're getting shit faced or drunk over, no, I'm not, I'm just, no, 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 nope. That's how I feel. You feel differently. Well, again, I think you have to, um, if you like, if you're going to attempt a friendship between a man and a woman, everyone has to be acting in good faith. Right. right. So, I mean, in cases where truly no one's trying to sleep with anyone else, mm-hmm. I think it does work. Okay. I will, I will agree with you on that. Uh, but I think those situations are rare. Oh, they're definitely rare. They're rare. They can yeah. happen, it's but just they're not rare. impossible. Right. Um, I just don't, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe most people who say, no, 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 I, you know, like we're not, there's never, you know, no, I'm not into him. Somebody's usually into somebody. And Generally. we have a differing of, difference of opinions on this. If you know someone's attracted to you, uh-huh. I, like, I don't. Is it okay I, to string them along? <laughs> is it okay to string them along? Like, <laughs> If you know someone's attracted to you and you and you tell them, like, and they continue to hang out with you, see, I would just go, okay, they're they're just waiting, they're just waiting. They think something's going to change. For sure, right? <laughs> For they sure know, and you, and you know that they know that you know that that they're thinking that. So, yes, um, I don't. It's kind of like when two people hook up. And it's like no strings, but one person is always hoping that something else is going to come from it. And they're like, no, 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 I'm totally okay with it being casual. You're not. You're just hoping things are going to change. And the other person knows that this person is hoping things are going to change, but they're still coming back for the sex. Like, you're a bad person. Well, right. That's why I think it's, that's why I think it's okay. (laughs) Because I think both people are being shitty in that situation. Right. The person who's just waiting around hoping for sex is, mm-hmm. is, a, is, I mean, that's shitty. Right. But so is stringing someone along, uh, making them believe that there's the possibility of sex. Right. But do but you ever think that there's doing, a- the person who's doing that, though, at least genuinely enjoys that other person's company? Okay. So that I think might answer my next question. Do you ever think that there's a situation where it's okay to remain friends with someone you know either wants to sleep with you or has feelings for you? Like if it's someone who just wants to sleep with me, I have no problem being friends with you because like if I told you, nope, not going to happen and you think you're just going to stick around and I'm going to fuck you, well, you can buy me all the drinks you want then because sure. I, like – like I've made myself clear and you're the one putting yourself in this position. Right. But when it comes to emotional stuff, like this guy likes me, it's just not right. I, you know, I have to be very careful about what I say because I want to be sensitive and I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt him. And But in the case that you mentioned before, you're talking mm-hmm. about a friendship. So, I mean, that, that guy also likes you. Does he though? If we're talking about friendship, Really? You think a guy who who wants to sleep with me also like wants to be my friend? Really? Well, the way that you said it before, you were like, okay, we'll keep being friends because you gave him fair warning and he's choosing to stick around. Uh, so I, I guess, are you, you were talking about now like different planes of friendship? 
<laughs> yeah, like, okay. yes. Like, okay. if, but I'm talking like there's that surface friendship, which I don't have with really anybody. And then there are those true friendships that I, you know, that I'm really there for somebody and we talk about real stuff. Like, um, I'm not having that friendship with you if I know you want to sleep with me and I don't want to sleep with you. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a, it's going to mislead you and B you don't give a shit about any of this. You just want to fuck me. Okay. So I'm not going to reveal that side of myself to you. You don't deserve it. I just think sometimes there's this gray area where, um, prop like probably most of the motivation to stick around is like, Oh, well maybe we'll have sex. But also, I mean, also, I think two people can genuinely like each other and one just, you know, more than the other. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, but that implies that things are going to change. Uh, okay. I mean, I, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're both talking about very specific situations and trying to keep it vague for the podcast and it's not working. <laughs> no i'm, I'm no. talking about a person and you're talking about a person so <laughs> i'm really not though that's oh, just okay. it well i was talking about a person when it came to the the male like um the married guy yeah like that was a total codependent surrogate relationship for both of us and what with the it's i'll get back to that in a second well let's put a pin in that and uh, i'm not talking about anybody specific my general impression is um like, would I hang out with somebody? And let's say there's a situation where somebody is unavailable. Because I've received this question too. Is it okay to hang out with someone who is in a relationship? And it's like, well, if you have to ask, then you have your answer. And so... Right. If you have to ask, it's because you're thinking about something unsavory. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or at the very least, you're one. You're you're asking, is it right for me or is it right for them? You're either questioning their motives or you're questioning your own. Mm -hmm. Either way, that that's going to lead to disaster. Uh, I just, I guess, what it really comes down to is, I don't really think men and women can be friends. Yeah, they usually can't. <laughs> they usually can't for the most Every part. Every now no. and then. Do yeah, for the do. most part, no. I don't buy it. Um, I think that there's too many components involved, and I think. You know, you really have to be on the same page and everyone has to be like, really has to communicate. And I think pe so many people are bad at that, at yeah. communicating and owning up to stuff and, and being self-aware like this dipshit who's writing these essays and who's like, no, I mean, I'm in love with him and I'm pretty sure he digs me and I'm, I totally like his wife, but we're just platonic. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> and like... I, girl, I see you, but at least I could say in my situation, like, eh, we're not totally platonic, mm -hmm. you know, but I always thought, well, because I don't see this person, it was okay. It wasn't okay. He was, it was codependent and unhealthy. So, uh, don't be friends with dudes. They're just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I started following, uh, do you have any final thoughts on that? No, 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 I'm going to agree. That's just a good across the board policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just no, just no. And I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't ever see situations where dudes want to be friends with women unless they want to fuck them. I just don't. I just don't. I'm sorry. Mm. I just don't believe that men value us the way we value each other. Okay. Okay. Um, speaking of which, 
I started following on TikTok mm-hmm. and it was you posted and it was the guy who was uh, the unemployment office worker. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, I'm only half joking. He's talking about, oh, I don't mean to assume. He's like, your boss wants you to go back to work. Even has he seen the CDC? Has he seen that? And he goes, okay, I bet he doesn't believe in climate change either. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I'm assuming he, it could be a she, although we both know men typically have ruined the world. Only half joking. <laughs> I'm trying to find him. I'm going to post his link on the on in the show notes as well. I'm I got to tell you, loving TikTok. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't get deleted yesterday. No, because please. the president's he was temper tantrum. Right. Uh, there's uh, I've followed a ton of indigenous creators. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's, I hope it's pe- great, right? I really hope people, white people, uh, can can uh, appreciate that there are so many people, indigenous people, but all kinds of people who are sharing their cultures mm-hmm. and sharing their traditions. And I find that stuff so fascinating because I'm so unsophisticated in that area. And like, I hope people can understand, like they're, they're taking this time to share their culture and their traditions with us. Yeah. I'll post some more, some of those, some of the profiles, but create a, a TikTok account. If only to just, some of these people are really creative, mm-hmm. really talented so it's true it's true okay follow us on the things womenology pod um submit questions please i love questions submit the questions you can submit them to womenology pod you can go to i've created uh, i got a url called dateologycoach.com and it just forwards to my main domain because it's just easier to remember than my name and everyone always screws up my first name Mm -hmm. so submit a letter Follow us, Womenology Pod. You can, Sarah, do you want anyone following you on Instagram? If you want. She posts some great TikToks. <laughs> I love it. Do you want to give your. Uh, yeah, my handle is one, the, like the number one, Sarah G. And Sarah is with an H. And I am the Kristen, C H R I S T A N M, the Kristen M. And that is my username on uh, TikTok talk as well. I have to learn how to use it, but I'm going to. Okay. Guys, thank you so much and wash your hands and wear a mask. Bye. Mm-hmm.